0: This past Sunday, we celebrated Pastor Lee's 25th anniversary, and with that, we learned about the unshakable kingdom that God is giving us, but how do we respond to that unshakable kingdom that God has given us? We're going to talk about all that today. And for today's Bad Doctrine of the Week, can you be a Christian and a Republican at the same time? Hmm. Uh, According to a post that I see here, um, no, you can't. We're going to talk about all of that today here on the Digging Deeper podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, where our goal is to dig uh, a little bit deeper into that week's sermon, so that way we might dig it a little bit deeper into our hearts. My name is Chris Brown,
1: and I'm the associate pastor here. My name is Jacob Belling. I'm the Connections Minister at First Baptist Hazel.
0: I'm just going to stare at him.
1: <laughs> hello, I'm Judah. I guess I'm the guy in the chair. He's the guy that makes
0: everything operate and make sure that y'all hearing what we're hearing. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Judah? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've been with y'all. I think it's been, what, three weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks Uh, between vacations and schedule issues and sick babies. Uh, Yeah, but I'm back, and we're just ready to go, right? Absolutely. We're going to dig into it. Did anything fun happen while I'm
1: gone? Oh my gosh, so much, so much fun. fun things! You should like me and Michael, man. We had a great time. Yeah, uh, we got to talk about uh, what was it? What happens or when you die? And I mean, we talked about ghosts and all sorts of fun things. I <gasps> got to was, talk about ghosts. I know. Yeah, you didn't watch it. I, th- I think I watched part of it. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't remember the ghost part, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got talking about ghosts. A oh, wait, bit, I cause... do remember,
0: because y'all talked about, like, haunting yeah, things, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, we don't okay. get to haunt
1: all of our uh, friends after we die. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if I was on the podcast, I would have found a theological way to allow ghosts uh, and to allow hauntings.
1: Uh, like uh what is it the ghost of Samuel appeared to uh yeah, that, the that's where, I went is with that where it? you're going with it? That's where I went
0: gone. <laughs> uh, but or uh I guess this is probably a little bit more zombies, uh but after Jesus was uh crucified. All the dead know, people all the dead were raised people were raised. Yeah. So, you know, there's a few different ways you can go about it. Um, hundred yeah, percent.
1: So how about Samuel? Like what does he just have to like like, what happened with him? Did he have to, like, sit around and hang out until it was time? Like, God wanted him to talk to Saul.
0: You know, that so, passage is such a good question. But it's not today's yeah, passage. It's not today's, yeah. So we're
1: not going to get into that. Um, See how much fun we had, though?
0: I know, <laughs> I know. That's why next time one of my kids is sick, I'm just going to tell them, suck it up. That's right. We're going. Uh, or I'm going to have Judah watch him. Judah, do you want to watch a sick kid? Uh, Sure. Okay, oh, cool. Man. All right. I'll uh, let Randy know. Anyways, uh we are glad they all joined us here today. If you weren't here on Sunday, it was a very special Sunday. It was Pastor Lee's 25th anniversary here at the church. 25 years. I'm 32. So that means he came here when I was 7. Yep. Yeah. Judah, how old are you? I wasn't even born. He wasn't even born yet. And uh and uh, Pastor Lee was here. And so we celebrated um, that morning uh, with some testimonies and that evening uh, with a potluck. And uh, you can go back and watch it uh, online to see all the different things. But you know, one of the main things that we wanted to do with it is not just celebrate Lee, but celebrate what God has done uh, through Pastor Lee and, and through the church in these past 25 years. Um, and so it's a it's a fun time. But uh, what Pastor Lee uh, spoke about was God's unshakable kingdom. That was actually yes. the, the title of the sermon was the unshakable kingdom. And the whole premise of the sermon uh, was basically that um, uh, that God has invited us into His kingdom. And that this kingdom will last forever. It's not going to be shaken. It's not going to be taken down. And we have, uh, the, the the passage calls us to a response because of that, because God has called us into a kingdom. Uh, we are invited to, one, these are the points, one, be thankful, and two, worship God for that. And so, we're going to get into all that today. But before we do, 25 years, that's a long time. How long have you
1: been at the church? Um well, our first Sunday was the Sunday after you and Randy got That's married. Right. So uh, how, which, what's your anniversary? How many years have you been married? Uh, <laughs> it's
0: it's June 2nd,
1: right? Yeah. I think it's yeah. June 2nd is yep. the anniversary. So June 3rd. Uh, since June 3rd of 2018.
0: 2018. Yeah. yeah. So y'all have been here five years. Yep. I came here in August of 2013. I just graduated college, mm-hmm. so I am uh, been at the church for a little over ten years. Uh, Judah, when did y'all get here? Uh, like 2017. Maybe. 20. So you're you've been here longer than Jacob. I, oh I, man, you have more seniority than Jacob does. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, you get over there. Judah, come okay. out here, hey, man. Gina, why don't <laughs> you come sit down
1: over here? It'll be great.
0: <laughs> no. All uh, right. Uh, that's a long time, you know. So it, it's weird. I, I don't know how it is for y'all. So for me, being here for ten years, it like feels like a long time and no time at all at the same time. Yeah, it, it's weird. Uh, there's, uh, I was talking to to Wendy. This past week, and she was asking, hey, were you here when we got our new lease on the copier? And I was like, yeah. Uh, and she's like, do you remember when that was? And I'm like, I'm not sure. And she's like, well, this is saying like 2015. And I'm like, that sounds about right. Uh, but it feels like yesterday mm-hmm. that we just got that lease on that, that copier. And so, man, just time flies. And it's uh, I would I would actually be very interested. Um, so, so, I've been at the church for 10 years. I've been uh, full time on staff f- since 2015, so about eight of those years. I would actually be very interested to go back eight, ten years ago, and see what did the church look like eight, ten years ago, and where has it come mm-hmm. since then? Because uh, like all these things happen so incremental that you feel like um, you like like you know things are changing, but you don't see as much change. But then you look back. five years ago and you're like oh gosh
1: a lot has changed well even uh even having been here uh for you know just over five years now um sometimes it's uh it's fun to uh, i'll go and i'll be on the church uh, facebook page and there's all kinds of pictures and things like that now maybe i'll be looking for somebody's picture or something like that and uh you know if you go back far enough it's man the, the church even looked different like mm-hmm. there's some pictures of some of the events that went on 10 plus years ago uh, in, in this building anyway and it's like is this the same church <laughs> <laughs> like uh, man uh, things have even changed uh, a lot since like what yeah. you're saying uh, so even even not having been here and seeing some of those pictures it's really incredible mm-hmm. to, to think about
0: yeah also on a side note Judah I forgot to check the focus does the focus look okay yeah, focus on that. good. Okay, all
1: right, cool. I just wanted to make sure y'all could see
0: us crystal clear in all our, our glory. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I was actually the other day, um, you know, just doing a similar thing. I was looking through old services uh, on our um, on our website, and I found the very first time I preached oh, um, really? at the church. <laughs> and I remember when I preached, I remember thinking, wow, this is amazing. Like I like that was really good, um, and I watched it, and I was just cringing the whole time, uh and isn't it funny, like like in the moment, you always feel like, man, you arrived, and you're there, and then five years later, you're like, man, I wasn't even close, I wasn't even at the dock right <laughs> like like if I would have stepped off the
1: boat, I would have just went straight into the water, right. um, it's like your old Facebook posts like they come up on your memories, mm-hmm. and you look, and it's like. Theologically, that is so cringy. I'm uh, going to just erase that one. <laughs> like, not even theologically. There's one.
0: I'm not going to share it on here because it's, it's so bad. Um, it's so cringy. But remind me afterwards, uh, <laughs> it's it's bad. Anyways, all that being said, uh, you know, lots of things change. And in, in, uh, like I mentioned last week, so I preached last week. And we talked about uh, how God had given the victory to Moses and the Israelites, and one of the first things they did was build an altar to the Lord and named it uh, "The Lord is my banner." And uh, the reason they do that, and the reason they have like you know uh, the Passover festival and and all those different things and write songs, is to allow themselves to or, or, or set up opportunities to remind themselves of what's happened and, and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's really important. It's really important to God because God told them to do some of these things. Um, but it's really important to us just on a psychological level because we'll just, you know, we'll be here 10 years and we'll f- forget just to sit back and think about, okay, where have we been and where has God brought us? And so that was that was one of the cool things about, you know, this past Sunday is we were able to just stop and just take a moment and just think back, you know. Over the past twenty five years, where has God brought the church? Um, and and so, anyways,
1: yeah. Uh, how about the the pictures that Pastor Lee showed mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the old building? And mm-hmm. he even apologized for the uh, window dressings. Yeah. <laughs> those were really cool at the time. They're not cool now. And mm-hmm. seeing that that you know, comparatively itty bitty sanctuary, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, with the pews and. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with pews, but you know, it's just, it was no, there is something wrong. They are uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, uh, chairs
0: chairs are far superior to pews. I get pews look cool,
1: yeah, they they have like a, a nostalgic factor to it. But they they are uncomfortable. <laughs> see, growing up at church, we had we had pews and we had uh, pads on the bottom mm-hmm. and on the back. Oh, we didn't so have pads ours, on the back. See, ours were comfortable, yeah. Yeah. and so I have I have good memories of pews. But they weren't just the you know plain wooden uh, wooden ones that you have to sit on. And-
0: <laughs> well, it's like, yeah. So ours had the pad on the bottom, not on the top. And like the way, and maybe all pews aren't created equal. I don't know, but my pews growing up, they were like in the most uncomfortable, unergonomic position ever. And so like they're in which you know this is from like a you know a lazy teen who wants to like slouch. Yeah, yeah. They have no um, no wiggle room for slouching. It's like you must, you will either sit up proper or you will be uncomfortable.
1: Those are your two options. <laughs> it's a strategy. like, you will not be falling asleep during the sermon at this church. We have wooden pews
0: that are... We have some... So, so we have chairs here, um, and they are like two-inch thick padding on the entire Uh, thing. Uh, And there's some of them, uh, you know, uh, there's only a handful, but some of them have... Over time, just bent the back. So if you find one of those, you actually have a reclining chair. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. Here, here's a thought for the new building someday. Whenever that gets built, you know we need to take the the movie tavern approach where all of the chairs are reclining, have a mm-hmm. reclining feature, mm-hmm. and so we just, you know, hit that bar, it'll lean back, put your feet up, and you can listen to that Sunday sermon. I mean, that yeah. sounds great, right?
0: So, yeah. So those are really great um theaters because usually when i go into a theater like an old school one um what, what do you want to oh, do yeah. you want to lean back and what do you do with your what do you do with your feet you put your feet on the chair in front of you yep. and so it's like you just pray that no one sits in front of you <laughs> right. so that way you can like be comfortable and then someone sits in front of you you're like well i guess i'm just, I might as well be pews that's right yeah. why am i in um, here <laughs> why am i in here um, <laughs> I <absolutely> so <laughs> yes movie tavern chairs in the new sanctuary. Anyway, we are getting so off topic. <laughs> yes, we are. 25th anniversary. If you want to see all the nostalgic aspects of it, go watch the service. Um, but for right now, we're going to cover the sermon. Hebrews 12, 28 through 29 is our passage today. You want to go ahead and read that?
1: Yep. <clears throat> Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our god is a consuming fire.
0: Yes. Okay. Sorry. I'm pulling it up as we talk.
1: Yeah, it's good. So the great thing about about it is you know, there's especially in context of in the context of Hebrews 12, uh the the writer to the Hebrews is talking uh, a lot about uh, the the persecution uh that the the early church is is facing and how how things just aren't generally like comfortable, aren't generally easy, how things, uh, their, their very lives, uh, in a lot of cases, are being shaken to the core. And so here, this is just uh, very, very encouraging. It's an encouraging word uh, that, hey, um, even though maybe in this life, right, it seems like everything is being shaken uh, all around us, we're receiving this unshakable kingdom that, mm-hmm. that is going to last forever, and mm-hmm. it, it can't even be shaken, <laughs>
0: Right, yeah. Uh, so a few months ago, whenever uh, you know, I, I did that sermon on uh, has God failed? Like in looking at the statistics on the decline of Christianity, that was one of the main focuses of that that sermon. Was hey, uh, things seem uh, shaky around you, but fear not, we're on solid ground. Yep. Um, like, like things that shake other kingdoms. Isn't going to shake this kingdom, uh, Pastor Lee got in a lot into um, this, uh, you know, uh, imagery used around uh, you know shaking kingdoms and stuff mm-hmm. like that uh, in the Bible and uh, with earthquakes and things like that. Because um, there's lots of things that can shake kingdoms, like oh, yeah. you know, like like one of the things that they were fearing about that you were talking about was just persecution. Yeah, like, persecution was a very real thing. You think we are persecuted now? <laughs> um, uh, there, there's some areas of the world where, where there's actual persecution. Uh, the persecution that we feel in uh, America is mild at best mm-hmm. uh, compared to what they were uh, experiencing uh, in the early church. And, and so, there's like, there's the feelings of shakenness um, from from other people, from other entities, from other organizations, other nations. And then there's feelings of taking this from, like, God is coming in. Right. And he's he's uh, pulling all this down. And he, he mentioned earthquakes. He mentioned Haggai, um, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if you want to look at Haggai. Um, but uh, a lot of what um, that passage was talking about was essentially referencing the same thing that, that God will, uh, you know, um, in the day of the Lord, uh, when the Messiah comes, you know, there'll be earthquakes and, and kingdoms will be shaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyways, all that to say is that there's things that will try to shake God's kingdom and fail and then there's a time that God will shake other kingdoms, yes. and they will fail. Yep. Uh, it, it reminds me of the, the, the passage, I think it's in Matthew, where it's like, humble yourself before the Lord, or He will humble you. Uh, it's like you, you can either um, uh, willingly come before the Lord humble, or in the, the second coming, every knee will bow. Uh, before the Lord and he will humble you. Yeah.
1: One way or the other. One way or the other. other. one's humble. It's going to happen.
0: Anyways, but uh, one of the things I find interesting, talking about earthquakes and natural disasters. So, back then, it was like a really big deal to them. Um, so, so, when we went to the Philippines, uh, when it rained there, everything stops, right? Because everything's dirt. It's like literally, if it's like a downpour, you can't go anywhere uh, because... the the roads are muddy. Uh, Now, as technology has has come up, uh, we've found ways to like mitigate uh, uh, natural disasters, if you will, or even just natural events going on uh, to not inconvenience us. But I'm actually fairly interested and surprised that with all of our technology, we are still beholden
1: to nature. Oh, especially in Texas. Yep. Dude, we get a single snowflake and <laughs> close the schools, shut everything down, you know, and everybody uh, you know, hides inside and peeks out from behind the blinds mm-hmm. like is it over yet? And then you see some people trying to drive in mm-hmm. the ice and snow and it's like what in the world are they doing? They must not be from here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay.
0: Do you remember that really bad ice storm that happened a few years ago? Yes, uh, here. I remember once it kind of cleared out uh, to where it was actually safe to drive. I went and I was driving to Fort Worth for some reason, and I was on eight twenty, and there were just cars lining the the uh, the ditches mm-hmm. um, from skidding off the road, and I'm like, man, this feels like an apocalypse oh, yeah. uh,
1: going on here. Uh, there was one even several years before that where um, uh, I don't think for some reason I was going to drive from Decatur to go pick Sam up at work there in in South Fort Worth, and uh, maybe it's because I had a, a truck at the time and she didn't or something like that, and they were roads were bad enough, so I'm like, well, I'll go pick her up. So uh, we were leaving, and uh, as you leave uh, Alcon, and, and you're kind of in between like. Twenty and 35 that whole mess right there there's a service road that goes around well, there's just random woman that's standing like by by the side of the road and she's waving for help so we pulled over and stopped her car had gone up off uh, of the road and down into this ravine that was <laughs> like i don't know it was uh probably about you know 30 yards from the road and it's just like way down uh, in there it's mm-hmm. cra- it was insane yeah. it's yeah. like good grief and Tell companies uh, we called one for and they're like, how far off the road is it? Like, <laughs> about that far and said, yeah, we can't help you. Sorry. sorry. You're going
0: to have to wait. <laughs>
1: okay, Yeah, so uh, we we gave her a ride home, but there was nothing to yeah. do about the car. It's all in the this brush and briars and stuff. It was a mess.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So like ice is an example. Um, rain. We've just experienced like a really pretty bad drought mm-hmm. and that really does affect us. Like uh, I'm I'm just a little bit surprised that with all of our technology, if the sky just decides to stop raining for a couple of months, we really feel the effect. Now now we have technology to help mitigate that, those issues. right? But, um, but we still feel the effect. A tornado, we can't stop a tornado. Nope. nope. I mean, we can like try to take shelter, but tornadoes bad enough, it's going to level a city. Oh, yeah. Earthquakes can't stop those hurricanes can't stop those uh, which uh I always get always get perplexed as to why people uh get caught in hurricanes because you know it's coming like 15 days in advance yep, yep. uh and then oh no there's a hurricane yeah who, who knew <laughs> who knew who could have uh yeah. turned on the tv
1: right i uh, think it's just people don't realize how bad that some of those yeah. are gonna get until it's there uh, we've had hurricanes before. It'll be mm-hmm. okay. We'll board up the windows and all that, and it'll be fine. and then they get in trouble uh, mm-hmm. because it's way worse than all yeah. these others before. yeah, things like that. but
0: yeah. and so um with with all of our technology, with all of our abilities, with all of our insight, with all of our coordination, we still are no match for nature, yep. Uh, we're still no match for what God has control over, mm-hmm. and so um, these pulling it back to the passage yeah. of of they're experiencing persecution. There's encouragement because we're inheriting an unshakable kingdom. All of these external forces have such like it, it may seem like they have a lot of power in the moment, but in the grand. Scheme of time, eternity, and uh, what God has control over, their power is so minuscule yeah. compared to what God can do and what God will do um, uh, in the second coming to all these things. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like uh, um, like the Roman Empire, for mm-hmm. example, which, side note, did you see the, the trend on TikTok? How many times have you or, thought yeah, about or... the Roman Empire? Every other week, probably. <laughs> Um, I mean, if you're reading the New Testament, it's hard not to. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm not counting that. (laughs) Um, It's like uh, pretty much every other day at least. uh, I'll just think about the Roman Empire today. Um, But Uh, in in uh, 410 A.D., uh, the city of Rome was sacked by uh, the Vandals, if I remember right, uh, who were a Germanic people group. And this horrified everybody that was alive there at that time, because uh, for them, in a lot of ways, uh, kinda I think reflects our thinking a little bit that, like, no matter what happens, Rome is the eternal city. It can never be mm-hmm. shaken. It can never fall. And so it absolutely horrified people mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that Rome could be sacked. It's mm-hmm. like that it, it was for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, the end of life as they as they knew it like the the significance of that moment in history can't be overstated and uh you had uh Augustine of of Hippo he wrote the city of god uh, in response mm-hmm. to that to answer these questions like oh is god like giving up on us or like what what's the what's the <laughs> relationship <called> <laughs> <laughs> right. home has failed right exactly and yeah. so th- there was this and he he describes like the two cities right mm-hmm. the worldly city and then uh, the city of god and uh uh, kind of with these same ideas that uh, that God's kingdom can't be shaken. You know, mm-hmm. that uh, Rome or even here the United States, uh, even Texas, as much as it pains us to say it, it can be shaken.
0: No, well, okay. okay. <laughs> Hear me out. What if Texas is the promised land? Like it
1: is the new heaven and the new earth. Why would it not be? There's a part for Texas to play, 100%.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so... The new heaven, new earth is, is made. All things are new. Sin, death, shame thrown in the lake of fire. And then the Bible says that this, uh, the new Jerusalem is descending down. Mm-hmm. Upon. What if that's Texas?
1: It sounds about right. Yeah. Why I mean, would it not be?
0: I mean, what if everything's wiped out? But before everything's wiped out, God like carves out Texas, lifts it up. He says, I'm going to save this. <laughs> I'm going to restore this. Wipes everything else out brings about the new heaven, new earth. And then boom, God's throne is in the center of Texas. Well, maybe not the center, yeah. may, maybe like DFW. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. yeah so, right.
1: It wouldn't be where Austin is. Cause that, that's just yeah. defiled. You know? That one, they <laughs> God probably just carved out Austin and just threw it away. Um, it's going the way of California. Yeah. So, you know.
0: And, um, and then it just descends upon the new heaven and, and then new earth. Anyways.
1: Yes. Uh, I, I like this idea. It's yeah, great. Except, uh, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, but Texas gets amplified, so it's really like, you know, all of, like, the entire world, like, the earth part, like, mm-hmm. the ground part is just like Texas, like, the shape of Texas. Yeah. I like it.
0: Yeah. Is it's what like a—what what, what, what did they call it, you know, the theory that all the continents were together? Pangea. Yeah, it's like, it's like Pangea. <laughs> but it's just Texas. <laughs> it's just Texas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We anyway, can do a lot worse. Yes. Saying. But to your—to to what you were saying— yeah. So like, uh, as far as like the world, like politics and and um, countries and, and borders and all that is relatively like slowed down in mm-hmm. terms of like the change, and so it sounds probably similar to like how they w- were like so certain that the Roman Empire was going to stand forever. Um, it stands reason that, that the, the common thought today is like, okay, the world map is what the world map is. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's not going to change. Like, America's not going to go down the drain. Um, but even even over the past years, um, Russia invading Ukraine mm-hmm. shows us, oh, no, it, it could change. Now, well, is it probably going to change in this moment? Probably not. Right. But, um, but, like, just because we've had a relatively mild time of peace... Um, compared to, like, you know, the World Wars yeah. and whatnot. Uh, that doesn't mean that something can't happen, all of a sudden, bam, like things right. start happening. Um, and everything has also shifted more economic mm-hmm. uh, and, and much less, you know, territory. Yeah,
1: we have more economic empires today than, yeah. uh, than political empires.
0: And that's probably what we're going to see, like, you know, if America does fail, it's probably going to fail more economically than mm-hmm. it's going to be, like, territory yeah, or, or whatnot. Anyway, all that say is... All of these kingdoms are temporary and can be shaken, yet God's kingdom cannot be shaken. Um, it will stand firm to the end, and we are invited into that. That's the cool thing. We are invited into God's kingdom. You can either, uh, we're, we're given two options. You can either um, place all your bet on one of these unshakable kingdoms, or sorry, on one of these shakable kingdoms, and like just hope, man, you win in the end, or... You can, like, have some insider trading and, you know, all on red. Uh, yeah, you have the right answer. Yeah, you it's have the right, right answer. Here. And God's like, hey, you can you can hop on the losing team or you can hop on the winning team. Uh, yep. Your choice. Um, and so we are invited into that unshakable kingdom.
1: So here's a question. Mm-hmm. Since we know that all kingdoms, all uh, nations, those sorts of things are, uh, are temporary, are as far as um, they're they're able to be shaken, and even um, uh, that passage in uh, Haggai says that the Lord is going to be the one that will shake all nations. Um, therefore, all nations all nations will be shaken, right? Um, so, what um, what do you think that means for us when we uh, like because we're going to receive this unshakable kingdom? How involved should we be in? The temporal kingdoms of the world. Um, Does the question make sense? Yeah.
0: Are you talking about like like government wise, like like policy be. wise? It could be, uh, or just in general. Um, so it's the there's always the balance, right? There's the balance of this world's not my home, but at the same time, God has given us life here, and life is valuable mm. uh, and precious. And what we could do is just say. God's kingdom uh, is coming. Therefore, let's just toss up our hands and just bide our time until the kingdom comes.
1: Kind of check
0: out. Kind of check out. Yeah. I mean, is that what you're saying? Like, like, like yeah. check out or you know, yeah. keep yeah keep living. So, if you check out, uh, the Bible actually addresses that. and I'm sure you do. Um, in, uh, was it 1 Thessalonians or 2 Thessalonians, Paul is addressing them. And they had people that had that exact mindset mm. that um, Jesus said um, that he's going to come back. And so they're like, okay, well, Jesus coming back is going to happen soon. Therefore, we're just not going to do anything. What's yeah. the point of doing anything because Jesus is coming back? And and Paul came in and um, chastised them for that, and and basically said like, yes, Jesus is coming back, but he's not here yet. So you still need to live your life, and you still need to to move forward in life. Like like the like like what God has created us for hasn't ceased to to exist just because. You know, sin is in the world, and, and God's going to come back, um, and that's where we get the the famous statement from Paul: "Is if you don't work, you don't eat." Yep. And so, so if I was to take that principle and then to expand it out a little bit, um, I would say uh, this is not this world is not our home, and so we shouldn't put stock in that it will be. But at the same time, this is where we are. And this is where God has placed us, and so we move forward, and and I think that, uh, you know, it it starts at the core and then works its way out. So, like, obviously, like, in your own personal life, you live your personal life um, in the sense of, like, this is the life God has given you, work at that life um, uh, in the most godly way you can work its way out, your marriage and your family. Mm Uh, you don't just abandon your marriage and your family because, you know, God's coming back someday, so who cares? Uh, you, you work at that. You expand out a little bit your your community and your church and work at that and then expand it out into your, your city and then so on and so forth until you get to, like, a more kind of governmental level in the sense of, like, you're not trying to turn the government into, like, a theocracy uh, in God's kingdom, but in the sense of uh, God does give us clear instruction that, that the government's um, – God has established governments to enact justice, and back in the day, you know, they didn't have, like, a a democratic process, and so you had very little say in it, but we do have a democratic process. Um, So, if uh, the government's job is to enact and uphold justice, um, how in the democratic process, how can we help? Spur that on, mm-hmm. um, not in the sense of like we're trying to create God's kingdom there, but in the sense of we're trying to get government to do what God established government to do. Does right. that kind of answer the question? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Cool. Okay. Yeah, and I think uh, you nailed it with, you know, our uh, yes, being involved in uh, in in life in general and all the things that uh, that that go into life, right? Being involved in those things, but ultimately having our hope in the proper place. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Because uh, it's, you know, all the, the the fact that we're made in the image of God and life is valuable and God created us for a purpose, all of those things are still true today. Yeah. Like, like yeah. in this moment, like, like, sin screws it up. Mm-hmm. Sin throws wrenches in it, but... The principle, fundamental truth of the value of life and what God has made us for still hold true, mm-hmm. even if the curse has messed it up. Yeah. Um, our hope for the new heaven and the new earth is that the curse and the sin is all gone. Mm-hmm. And so now we are able to live fully out the the values and the, the promises that God established us with. But just because sin is part of the picture doesn't remove those those other things. Right, um, right. They're still there. Um, okay, uh, let's quickly move into the two responses uh, that Pastor Lee gave us, um, or not Pastor Lee, that Pastor Lee mentioned that the, yeah. <laughs> uh, the writer of Hebrews gave us. So, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful uh, by it we may serve God acceptably with reverence and awe. Oh, so mine's, mine's a little bit different. Um, it says uh, uh, worship. Right, what
1: was your say? Uh, yeah, mine says, uh, yes, therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and all.
0: Oh, okay, so mine says serve God acceptably. Semantics. antics. Yeah. Um, so boil it down to the points that Lee gave us Uh, our two responses are to be thankful and to worship thankfulness that was all that Sunday was about was being thankful for what God has done in our life Um, we can kind of just wrap these two points up together with this question why is it that being thankful and worshiping God responding to God serving God however you want to phrase it um, why is that the appropriate response to being part of the unshakable kingdom
1: um, well, the first part is because of the alternative. Look at the alternative, right? Uh, being part of a world that is um, because of sin, there's, uh, there's chaos, right? There's a lack of uh, stability uh, that exists, right? We, we try with our technology institutions, those sorts of things to create stability for ourselves as much as we can. Um, but uh, at the same time, right, all those things are relatively fragile, Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no guarantee uh, that that any of the things that we have uh, will uh, will last.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that that made me think of something. So, so essentially, you're saying um, your thankfulness is demonstrating that you understand the alternatives yes. before you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, growing up, my grandpa was like this. I don't know if if you experience this. You have food placed before you, mm-hmm. and you're a kid, and you're like. I don't want to eat this food. Turn your nose up at it. Or like three bites, and I'm not going to deal with it. Um, my grandpa said, what well, maybe uh, uh, your parents or grandparents said, um, there are starving kids in Africa. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, as a kid... You don't understand the logic there because right. cause you're, you're thinking in terms of the logic of, well, if I don't eat this, that doesn't affect them. Right. <laughs> They're still starving. Right. Like, like you're not going to package up my uh, the rest of my pancake yep. and send it over to them. So why do you even bring that up? Well, why do they to, – to help you grasp the context – of the world, right? Mm. And so it's like, like you're not being grateful and appreciative of what's before you because you fail to understand the alternative right. to this. And so, what are they trying to do? They're trying to get you to understand the alternative mm-hmm. to it. Um. Anyways, yeah. That yeah. Just made yeah, me think about yeah, that. Yeah, you're yeah.
1: blessed to have food right here on the table. That and you are. You, how much more blessed are we, uh, especially as kids who are picky eaters growing up? That. Uh, we feel like we have the the latitude to say, "Eh, I don't want to eat that today." Right? That's some first world problems, <laughs> the right first there. First world problems. That's exactly right. But uh, so, yeah, getting back to the to the point, right? It's uh, you know, understanding the difference uh, and, and those alternatives should lead us to be thankful. It's it's sort of like. Uh, you know, as far as like salvation goes, and how uh, you know God has saved us. Therefore, I mean, we yeah we should be thankful and we should worship Him for all of the things that He's done for us. Well, one of the ways that we uh, we really get this you know genuine thankfulness and, and genuine heartfelt worship is when we have a a good idea of of our sin uh, in our lives, who we were before, right? How God has has worked in our lives. Who we if if God didn't work in our lives. What we still would be, mm-hmm. right? And so that alternative, right? And then even that truth of what God has done for us, despite ourselves, right, should lead us to this deep sense of thankfulness and, mm-hmm. and practiced worship and service uh, to the Lord.
0: Yeah, and so you know that that leads to like a good action point that if you're a person who's like struggling to be thankful to God, uh, and if you're struggling to serve God and, and follow God. It may be like you just don't understand. And like like I don't mean that in like a patronizing right. aspect. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and um, the guy, it, it wasn't a Christian podcast, but the guy in a roundabout way said that he couldn't see himself contradicting his own morality. Like, like he had like a, he, he was atheist, um, so he had his own established morality and he couldn't see himself contradicting his own morality. Essentially saying, I don't do bad things under my own. Thing and uh, uh, under my own mindset, and I thought to myself, "You don't do bad things like ever. Like, are you you talking about like, like, like? There's never a time that you lie, right? Uh, Because I would, you know, presumably, he thinks you know it's lying is a sin or or whatever. Um, There's never a time that you go against your own conscience. And I'm like, either one, you're just like the most stand up guy. There's a few options. You're the most stand up guy in the world. Yep. (laughs) You have such a a relativist mindset of morality that's malleable to whatever situation you are in, you just justify whatever situation, or you have such a misunderstanding of who you are and how you operate that you don't even realize that you're contradicting your own conscience every day.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the third option. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And, and so that's like a, a, an important thing to do. Like, like if you're having a hard time being thankful for the salvation that God has given you, Sit and think long and hard <laughs> about how awful of a person you actually are. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and I think it's uh, uh, it, it's even easy for uh, for believers um, mm-hmm. uh, who have uh, you know been in uh, been in the church for a long time. It's even easy um, for us to do that to really. Um, you know to forget, you know mm-hmm. where where it is that we came from, what God has done in our lives, and all the reasons that we have to be thankful, and all the reasons that we have to worship. And so, uh, you know, finding ways to even remind ourselves of that right leads us to being thankful and, and, yeah. and higher worship. So even even if like you get you get how sinful that you are, right? Don't forget about how sinful <laughs> that you are, right?
0: Yeah, because, and that, that's where you start to move into like kind of a Pharisee mindset. Yeah. Um, is that, yeah, I used to be a sinner. But I'm not anymore. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, I'm doing
1: great. I've made it. Yeah.
0: And you haven't made it demonstrating you haven't done what I've done. Right. Right. Uh,
1: and, and there's a temptation uh, mm-hmm. there to do oh, that. Yeah. And, and Absolutely. it's something we should be careful of.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, in the, the Lord's prayer or right after the Lord's prayer, Jesus says, you know, forgive others or else you won't be forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of demonstrating that concept of, if you – which I think we talked about this on one of the podcasts a few weeks back – but if you withhold forgiveness from someone else, that's probably a good indicator that you don't realize the amount of forgiveness that you've received right. from God. So, so if you're having a hard time being thankful to God, if you're having a hard time forgiving others, maybe the problem isn't, like, just buckle down and try to, like, just force yourself to be thankful, but to, like, sit back and think about why. Yeah. Why should you be thankful? Why should you forgive others? And it all – ultimately leads back to man, you are a sinner and uh, there's this as I preached last week there's this inner battle within you driving you to do things you don't want to do it's like I I wake up and there's things I want to do I want to be a good parent I want to be a good husband but then there's this inner selfishness that's just pulling me the other way um And uh, just become very in tune with that. Not to like beat yourself up, um, not as like a self deprecating, or um, you know, just trying to like you know hold yourself over the fire. But more in the sense of like just come to terms with who you are, so that way you can allow God to to move Mm -hmm. in you. Um, Anyways, yes. So be thankful, and thankfulness then leads to worship. Because if we were to um, move it to like the sin and the grace mm-hmm. aspect. If you have a full comprehension of who you are as a sinner and you're thankful that God has saved you from that, what's going to lead next is worship because you couldn't do it. You're right. <laughs> There's no way. It's like, like you're worshiping and you're serving and you're giving honor and reverence because you've received something you don't deserve and that something is so massive that, that the only response is just Response with mm-hmm. thankfulness and worship. Absolutely. Yeah. You have any other thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, and um, so one of the things that Pastor Lee did was so we've really we've been talking, uh, especially on uh, on a more individual level, about thankfulness and worship. Um, the Pastor Lee uh, this past Sunday really um, sort of framed this uh, this need to be thankful into worship in terms of the church. Like as mm-hmm. a church, local church body, right? As a manifestation of the local body of Christ, um, we should do the same things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to take corporately time. Yeah. come together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought he did a really, really good job. Again, uh, you know, some of the the names. Uh, by the way, did you, you see the picture of Wes and Cresha mm-hmm. there? I'm mm-hmm. glad that he said uh, he said something because I don't know if I would, have uh, <laughs> yeah. I would have recognized him. I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. uh, that's awesome. But just, uh, you know, again, looking back and, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't here uh, when he first got here, and none of us, mm-hmm. the three of us were. Uh, but to look back and, and be able to see all the things that, that God has done here at First Baptist Hazel, through Pastor Lee in his ministry and uh, through all of the the church members and uh, everybody mm-hmm. that contributes and volunteers and and serves, um, you know, looking back on those things, man, there's so many reasons to be thankful and so many reasons to worship because, you know, uh, we might uh, we might be doing the work right, but God is the one who gives the growth, mm-hmm. and so it all goes back to Him. And yeah, uh,
0: well, and like we talked about a few weeks back about the idea of like corporate worship is where. We're not just individually worshiping God, which is good. Do yeah. that. Yes. Um, but the church is us coming together collectively, corporately to worship God, mm-hmm. unified in that. Um, and it's really important to not just worship God, but also to like celebrate and be thankful for those things collectively, mm-hmm. corporately. Um, and that, that builds a tight-knit unity mm-hmm. in there. It's like, like you can't just... You can't just work, 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 which also builds unity, um, but you have to take a time to step back and like, like, okay, let's celebrate. Let's, yeah. let's remember. Let's, let's uh, be thankful. Side note, none of us was here um, when Pastor Lee got here. That's true. However, the church that Pastor Lee was at before here, I believe was in Leonard, which is just right down the road from Bonham, oh, which is yeah. where I grew up. So, me and Lee, before we even knew it, were within spitting distance <laughs> of each other. Um, now that's also the church that, uh, um, effectively fired him because they were being, you
1: know, racist against his wife. Um, he didn't want to be there anyway. He
0: didn't, uh, you know, it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd much rather them reveal those colors. Yeah. You know, before his wife got there. Um, anyways, uh, so I actually I'm not sure what the church is and I've only been to Leonard a handful of times but I could see Leonard being like that
1: <laughs> yeah that's off in East Texas that's kind of outside of my uh yeah uh, my um, realm of uh, oh, what's the word I'll say comfort but uh, you know, East Texas, anything east or of Dallas view. is like the dark side of the moon yeah. for, for, uh, um, for now, me.
0: <laughs> if he would have been at a church in Bonham, mm-hmm. they would have been upstanding, man. They, oh, yeah. they would have never have done that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um,
1: but then he wouldn't have been here. Then he wouldn't have been here. That's right. Anyways, all right. Well, you got anything else on the sermon? Uh, no. No. I think uh, I think we pretty well covered it.
0: Yeah? And Judah, we, you got anything else on the sermon? No, it's all good. No, it's all good. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. All right. Well, uh, Pastor Lee uh, on the sermon uh, read from Hebrews 12 talking about how God is inviting us in and allowing us to be part of his unshakable kingdom. While everything else will fall away, his kingdom will not. And our uh, proper response to that, according to the passage, is to be thankful and to worship God, knowing that He's invited us into that kingdom. And so, again, you're always uh, – feel free to go back and watch that sermon, and, and you'll get a little bit more context to some of the 25th anniversary uh, references that, that we have here. But that concludes our sermon recap. Now, let's move into bad doctrine of the week, which Judah – made a thing for it we'll add it oh. in afterwards but yeah. y- do you want to share anything about that
1: it's it's amazing
0: it's amazing yeah all right well let's take a listen to it now it's the bad doctor of the I'm sure that was amazing. We, we didn't hear it right now, but <laughs> we'll add it in <laughs> afterwards. Anyways, bad doctor during the week. Okay, we're moving into 2024 election season, right? Oh,
1: gosh. Here we go.
0: Here we go. Uh, I went to college with this guy. I don't know if we ever actually met each other or talked. It's kind of like, you know, we were acquaintances. We knew of each other, and somehow we became Facebook friends. Uh, he was a... Um, uh, like a theological studies major um, there. Sounds cool.
1: <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh, oh no! hold your opinions <laughs>
0: until we get out. I'm not going to share the name uh, because I don't want to dox anyone. But he made a Facebook post. Ever since college, man, mean, he's gone way, way off the deep end in terms of like uh, conservative theology and, and whatnot. Um, he's also gotten very political. And so, he posted this the other day. I'll read it. Okay. Um, Hey, fans, I'm not going to say the name, Uh, just wanted to check in and to remind everyone that if you like Donald Trump or Greg Abbott, you're a horrible person and you might believe Jesus exists, but you're not a Christian and you're definitely not following the Bible. Love this overweight ginger dude with a hard-earned biblical studies degree.
1: Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <So we're> appealing <laughs> yeah. to authority, are we? Yeah,
0: here we are, man. There's a few different ways that we can go about this. Mm-hmm. And let's just address all of them. Okay. Again, I'm not going to share the name, but, uh, you know, th- this was, you know, uh, a few months back uh, when Donald Trump was just getting into uh, his presidency campaign. Um, anyways, th- the broader picture holds true to, to Way saying here. If you, basically what I'm saying, if you're a Republican and you support Republican candidates, um, you're a horrible person, Uh, you may say you believe in Jesus, but you don't follow him, and you definitely don't follow the Bible. Yes. Okay.
1: Thoughts? Well, first off, by implication then, you must vote for whichever Democrat comes out of the woodwork to run for Texas (laughs) governor and... Joe Biden is that the presumably that so that, that
0: you okay. you if you were a Christian you would vote Democrat.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Um, yes, and that's implied. Well it's, not, well, it's not even that. It's like
0: if you're a Christian, you must vote Democrat. Right. It's not even that you you should vote Democrat because he's not even given the option that if you do vote Republican, you're not even a Christian. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, all right. So, yeah. which by
0: the way, he he made a follow up post. I went back and checked. Um, <clears throat> It was a much longer exposition on this, but effectively saying the same thing that that there are no Christians who vote Republican because uh, the, uh, the 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 um, ideologies of them yeah. do not align with the Bible so much. Or- Arguably, uh, do not align with the Bible so much that you are just not a Christian. Gotcha. Which it might be worthwhile in future bad doctrines of the week. Let's go through each one of those because he he gives a list. Yeah, um, and it's actually probably worthwhile going through. But Ooh, plenty we'll, we'll, of material.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll just talk about the general concept yeah. of it though. Yeah. So, um, so first off, you know, probably going about answering uh, answering that this question or this this bad doctrine uh, with a little bit of history lesson. So wind the clocks back uh, to uh, 18,50s, 1860s uh, in the United States. So you have uh, the uh, abolition of slavery movement really uh, kind of getting its, its start. and um, even in the uh, 19, sorry 19, 1860 uh, election, you have uh, Abraham Lincoln wins the presidency, right? And so in response, because everybody knows that he's an abolitionist, uh, the southern states secede, and uh, you're going to have the, the spark of the American Civil War. Well, both sides, both the, the northern uh, states, the, the Union and the, the Confederacy, both believed very, very strongly that God was on their side. And this was a, uh, a major theme, right, of, uh, of the war, uh, of, of the war first off initial uh, secession and then uh, the war itself like both are convinced God is on their side now I think the better question probably would have been who is on God's side right and I think so fast forward to today uh, hey, Republicans are, are right, uh, Republicans are – you have to vote Republican uh, if, if you're a Christian, or at the very least, you know, hey, you can't be uh, a Democrat and a Christian at the same time, right? You're, apparently we're hearing it from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, in a lot of ways Christianity or even other religions in, in other parts of the world uh, are used politically to support these different, in our case, political parties – and uh, and Classic. used yeah, and it's yeah. used shamelessly, and we've seen it in history time and time and time mm-hmm. and time and time again. And it's uh, I think it's a worn out argument
0: mm-hmm.
1: that hey yeah hey if you're a Christian you have to vote. It's almost like those Facebook posts that you see sometimes where it's hey. Uh, if you are a, a believer in Christ, like and share this post, and write "Amen" in the comments. And if you do only, that, only true Christians will write "Amen." Yeah, right. It's it's sort of like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and so uh, that's that's kind Which,
0: of. By the way, is the like the new version of a uh, what they used to call it, where they would email, you know, email twenty people, yeah. or you'll get you know
1: cursed yeah. with, uh, chain emails, or yeah. well, it's like the new version yeah. of chain emails. Yeah, it's like the same thing, yeah. and so you know we can. There's a lot more we could talk about specifically, but big picture, I think that's that's a lot of what this is. Does this guy actually care about you know Christianity? Does he actually care about the way that believers are? Uh, uh, I think he cares about the way believers are voting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's what is the primary concern? It's well, clearly, it's well, let's elect a Democrat or let's elect Democrats rather than Republicans.
0: Yeah, and the, you know we were talking the other day, or uh, not the other day, uh, a podcast. Um, about your identity and where does your identity lie? It's like, um, like, like if you want to be into politics, that's that's great, that's fine. Um, if you want to be a Republican, that's fine. Democrat, that's fine. Was whatever. Um, but just make sure that you're a Christian Republican or a right. Christian Democrat, not a Democrat Christian right. or Democrat Republican. And if all, if 100 percent of the Republican ideologies and talking points align with your theological talking points, there might be an issue. Yeah, because. The Republicans are not infallible. No, and same thing with Democrats. If 100% of the ideologies and talking points align with your theological issues, you might you, your ideologies might be influencing mm-hmm. your theology. Yeah, because it should be the other way, and it should be the point where, um, where like, if you're Republican uh, or conservative, um, your 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 theological uh, viewpoints uh, can align with a lot of what. Uh, conservatives believe in the values of uh, conservatism. But if at, if there's never a point that you say, I don't like that, yep. I, I don't think that's lining up, then you might reevaluate. Right. You, you might be allowing your politics to influence your theology instead of your theology to influence your p- politics.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, that's another thing. Um, so, like, we know that you know this political party or that political party has different talking points when it comes to appealing to uh, Christians or even other religious groups, mm-hmm. and so it's annoying, it's yeah, like just manipulation, yeah. Right? And, and that's uh, I mean, sometimes maybe there's a good faith um, mm-hmm. like effort, like uh, to their credit, the Supreme Court, which is primarily Republican uh, nominated justices, they overturned Roe v. Wade, which right? I was and, shocked at, yeah, uh, because I thought. There's no way. That's what well, everybody said. for
0: years, man, yeah. for years, they've just used it as a, like a dangling carrot yes. in front of Republicans. E- exactly.
1: And that's that's kind of exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. So uh, here, like, hey, they, they finally were able to do that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, the right case uh, came before them, and they ruled on it in a way that I would argue is uh, in line with uh, God's uh, law, with with justice and preserving uh, human life since we're all made in God's image. At the same time, right, if we're uh, – here's sort of a word of warning for either political party, right, if, you, if, if you're hearing all this messaging that's appealing directly to you as a believer, and then once that political party gets in power and they don't actually follow <laughs> through, that's how you know that you've been manipulated, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's sort of like Republicans for a long time. Uh, When President Obama was still in office, Republicans retook the House of Representatives, retook the Senate, and I don't remember how many bills that they passed through both houses of Congress, and it was a a repeal of the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, right? They know that if it goes to Obama's desk, he's going to veto it because Mm -hmm. the the nickname of the law is his name, (laughs) right? Right. Suddenly. It's Donald,
0: literally his namesake.
1: Yes, right, <laughs> yeah. literally. It's his like signature piece of legislation that mm-hmm. he, he got passed a, as president. And so fast forward, the 2016 election happens. Donald Trump gets elected. The same Republicans, more or less, in the House and the Senate. Republicans control the entire government. No Nothing. repeals <laughs> no. of the Affordable Care Act. Oh look at that. Yep. Like we're having show votes to you mm-hmm. know rouse the the voter base. And both sides and, do this. Oh like, absolutely. They, they, they'll
0: get into the power and they'll own all the branches yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, of the government and uh and they'll just they'll just kick the rock down the road just Mm -hmm. long enough until an election happens they lose control of one of those and then be like
1: ah if we only had control yeah that's right yeah yeah we need all the votes show up and help us to flip the senate or we need everybody to come out so we can win the white house and then we'll really get things done yeah
0: and that's where you man yeah like you're saying like just like a word of warning as we go into these these primaries and this election um yeah, just be really careful about being manipulated because mm. um, there's, uh, I'm not going to say that every politician is malicious, um, but uh, they, they, they will they will play games.
1: They'll do what they have to to get elected. Yes. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Um, and
0: it's not even say that they don't believe what they believe. Yeah. They, they, they may believe what they believe, but... But they're playing a game.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it's a, Politics is a game. Yeah. And it's a, that is something that is good to recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire thing is a game, right? Yep. Like uh, gerrymandering, for example, mm-hmm. where they're going to draw congressional districts. Uh, and many times uh, what will happen is uh, the political party that's in power in a particular state will draw lines uh, for different districts, congressional and voting districts, in a way that will benefit them. And then the other side that's not in control will – complain and kind of mm-hmm. moan about it but it's that's part of the game mm-hmm. right it's uh, it's it's all a game just kicking the ball back and forth oh absolutely
0: yeah um now one of the things i want to point out is okay so going back to the quote just wanted to check in and remind everyone that if you like donald trump or greg abbott you are a horrible person <laughs> And you might believe Jesus exists, but you you're not a Christian and you are definitely not following the Bible. now again, we, we, he gives a whole other post about more specifically what he means in the different yeah. party ideologies in which we might get into in, in the future ones uh, that' probably be fun. Um, but i I really don't like putting stipulations onto Christianity that the Bible doesn't do. Yeah. Um, and l- let's even assume everything that he's saying is correct in the sense of all of the theological viewpoints align with democratic viewpoints. Let's just grant that premise. Huh. That's still...
1: <laughs> Chris is making jokes today.
0: But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. But l- let's just, for sake of argument, yeah, yeah. let's just grant that premise. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's still not stipulations for salvation though right um the stipulations for salvation is is one thing grace through faith, mm-hmm. and so that doesn't mean that you have to like fully wholly believe one hundred percent everything correctly, like you can make mistakes, yep like you can have theological mistakes you can have uh, uh you can have certain political viewpoints that that you're You're with all sincerity, think are correct, but you've just mistaken and they don't line up with the Bible. Um, You can have that happen and still be saved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I just don't like putting stipulations onto salvation that the Bible doesn't do. I feel like that gets into a literal false false
1: gospel. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's something about, you know, not. Uh, adding anything. It uh, <laughs> seems like it, maybe it's in Revelation. I'm not sure. I don't exactly remember, yeah. but something like that. Yeah. Like uh, somebody is cursed if they add anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would be a problem. Yeah. Wouldn't it?
0: Now the, the last thing I want to just mention is the, the very last statement, what you mentioned, uh, the, the uh, coming, this is, this overweight ginger dude, sorry, love this overweight ginger dude, which he's, he's not even overweight. I don't even know why you put that. Um, uh, <laughs> He's actually really fit. He gets victim uh, points. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, for love. being a
1: ginger and being overweight. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, it's like, no, he, kidding, he, he got points for being overweight, but then lost it. Because he was <laughs> 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 uh, so, love this overweight ginger dude with a hard-earned biblical studies degree. This is just a warning to all of y'all. Just because someone has a degree, one doesn't mean they know what they're talking about, right. but two—that's like you said earlier—it's a appeal to authority. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you have a degree doesn't mean that you're correct, right? And so, um, uh, again, we'll probably get into his follow-up post that gets more into the details. But what's funny is none of these come with any scripture references.
1: No, oh. and you know um, I think that's uh, that's pretty telling. Yeah. So if uh, if you're going to be talking about Christianity. What, who is and isn't a follower, and then absent from a post or an article or a conversation, is any talk about God or any talk about what Scripture has to say, what God says through Scripture, that, uh, by omission, right, mm-hmm. says an awful lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so we'll probably talk about this more. I find this... Fun. Oh,
1: you got me going on it. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I had a
0: good time. Uh, and I, I promise you that that follow up post is going to get into all the different all the weeds, all the yeah, weeds. Yep. Um, and it's actually it's actually probably worthwhile talking about as we go into this uh, this election season um, to kind of break down biblically the different viewpoints mm-hmm. and what each side like, actually believes yep. versus like you know what the media portrays it as. But yep. anyways, that's fun. Yep, anyways, absolutely. You know what I forgot to do. I forgot to remind people to like and click and subscribe and all those things. Judah, here's what you need to do. If I ever forget that, you just interrupt me and you just say, stop. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: subscribe, comment. You know what? This is Judah's job now. Judah, remind them to like, subscribe, comment. Make sure
1: to like, comment, and subscribe.
0: All right. This is officially Judah's job from here on out uh, to do that because I always forget. But anyways, we are glad that y'all joined us here today. Let us know what you think about these things. Um, Do you think uh, Republicans aren't Christians? (laughs) We'll see. Um, Comment below. Uh, We love to hear what you think. But until next time, have a good week.